ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Welcome to today's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement at Empowerment Channel of Voice America. It's the largest radio platform in the world of talk radio shows. Welcome to all the listeners here in the United States, Canada, but we also have many listeners in Europe, in France, in Germany, in Ireland. We also have listeners in China and uh, Australia. So welcome to the show. Anywhere you are and listening to this show live or as a recording later, I am very grateful that you are making time for you to find out more about the topic of retirement. It's my great pleasure to present this series of shows and bring subjects that will help you in planning and preparing for the next chapter in life. My name is Maria Lukasen and I am excited. Besides talking with our guest expert on this week's topic, I also have some inspiring, wise women words. I have a quote of the week, a tip or resource for fast action takers. I want to start this episode with the affirmation of this week. An affirmation opens the door. It's a beginning point on the path to change. In essence, you're saying to your subconscious mind, I am taking responsibility. I am aware that there is something I can do to change. When I talk about doing affirmations, I mean consciously choosing words that will either help eliminate something from your life or help create something new in your life. Affirmations are like seeds planted in soil. Poor soil, poor growth. Rich soil, abundant growth. The more you choose to think thoughts that make you feel good, the quicker the affirmations work. So this week's affirmation is, I am doing everything I can to help my body be well as quickly as possible. If I'm not feeling well one day, if I have a slight heartache or maybe a snotty nose, then I think, okay, I'm doing everything I can, either by taking extra vitamin C or whatever it is, to get well as soon as possible. So I, I often use this affirmation myself in the morning when I get up and I don't feel like it. So what uh, I wanted to uh, let you know what I do as a retirement coach is helping women that are at the end of their career and thinking, planning for their retirement to figure out what is it that they want to do in retirement, how they want to spend their days and also um, how they can change some negative side effects of retiring. So if you don't know about them, um, reach out to me. So 
if this current challenging time has forced you in a lifestyle you didn't imagine at the beginning of the year, because that sometimes life throws curveballs and the pandemic might be a curveball for many women that had to shift their habits, their plans or their life direction. Especially medical situation often forces you to resign from work, but also taking care of an older parent that is unable to live independently. And like now in the pandemic, many might have been terminated because the company was downsizing. So it's not also always easy to find a job when you are older. So I have an assessment that I would like to offer you to assess your pre-retirement life and to redesign your future by using a valuable free resource that I have and that you can find on the host page of Voice America. There's a banner that says, get your free uh, assessment here and just click on it and you are linked to my website and can get this free assessment. Because unique women like you can deal with involuntary retirement by taking a powerful life assessment. When you complete the evaluation, you go deep in eight key aspects of your current life. You will discover areas of your life that are not fulfilling. And this life assessment can prepare you for your next phase in life. So besides the free resource, as I mentioned already, I am a certified retirement coach. I organize local workshops, if we can do that again, in the library and with meetups. And I do also um, workshops online on Facebook or I use Zoom to do this. So I can uh, help you prepare for your next phase in life that is fun, purposeful and affordable. So if that is something you would like more information about, then either email me or click on the banner on the host page. Yes. So in this show, we feature guest experts on many topics. And last week, I talked with Leslie Koch and she and I, we talked about spousal caregiving. And that is actually something that many women don't think about, that sometime later in retirement, one of you, if you are a couple, might fall ill, and then you might have to change a few things in your life. You might have to take care of somebody, or if it's the other way around, somebody might have to take care of you. So that was a topic of last week, and I had actually a question about this from Sally, and she said, um, I am a spouse from uh, Matt who has dementia. And you mentioned support groups for caregivers. I, uh, I was not able to write down any of the organizations that you had. So uh, here are a few that I found online. So if you have pen and pencil ready, you can write them down. Uh, to find a local support group for uh, spousal caregivers, I have www.caregivernation.org. 
I have www.wellspouse.org and I have www.caregiver.org slash support group. Mentioned that here at the beginning. So if you're listening and you missed that episode, it's on demand. There is a replay that you can find on the host page. So now I would like to mention one more thing is that if you have questions during our conversation about the topic today, feel free to call in. Feel to call in to our station on the number 866-346-9141. And the first person that will call will get a book that I have written a chapter in. It's called What Have You Forbes Lately? And it is uh, 36 different stories of entrepreneurs and women and men who have turned around a difficult situation in their life. And I will send you that if you are the first one who calls in today. So today I'm welcoming my friend and guest speaker, Erin Fisher. Erin, are you ready for our conversation I am today? ready. Okay, cool. I want to start with doing the bio first from Erin, so you have a an idea of what she did in the past and what she's doing right now. Erin Fisher founded FindMedicarePlans.com LLC in 2009. Through her 25 years of knowledge in the Medicare field, she built a business on this expertise simplifying Medicare for individuals and companies. Prior to 2009, she worked for national insurance carriers, overseeing Medicare plans for such companies as IBM, Delta Airlines, Marriott Hotels, United Nations, United Cerebral Pacey Association, so lots of big companies. Erin is now the founder of a Medicare consulting firm, where she will be assisting companies and corporations with Medicare laws and regulations. She will continue to hold corporate Medicare seminars and expand her work as a Medicare expert witness. She will remain active with the National Association of Health Underwriters and the Medicare Advisory Group. She is also a board member of her chapter and a regional chair of HUPAC, which promotes healthcare regulations protecting consumers. Oh, you are a busy lady, Erin, with all the things that you are involved in. Oh, so, and today on this beautiful Friday afternoon, we will have a little chat, a little conversation together about the topic of Medicare. And lots of us are confused about it because it's an, an, an alphabet soup of letters and plans and parts. And uh, for me, I am turning 65 next year. So I am 
interested in this topic because I need to sign up at some time and I want to know what I need to do and what I need to look for and all that kind of things. I hope you can help me with as well as the listeners, but not just people like me who still have to sign up. Also those who have Medicare already and still might have questions or want to know certain things. So I want to start off before we dive deep in this. Um, you worked in the health industry uh, for a long time, the health insurance industry, I have to say, during your career. So what did, why did you decide to leave your job and start your own business? Well, uh, thank you very much, Maria, and uh, thank you very much for the affirmation. I'm going to be using it myself. So I sold my business mainly because my husband retired two years ago. I was still working. We have three grandchildren, and I needed to slow down or else uh, my husband said, you know, I'm leaving. (laughs) I'm not kidding, but he just really said, you know, we want to do things, so, you know, do you think you can lighten up your workload? So I sold the business. Um, I I love the business. So what I can do now, though, is not be concerned about all the uh, exams that I had to take every year. I took about 40 hours of exams every year to sell all the plans that I did sell because I was licensed nationally. Yeah. And um, so I don't have to do that. There are a lot of regulations an agent has to abide by. I'm not under those anymore. I can actually speak more freely about uh, Medicare because of the position that I'm in now. I know from my past, you know, agency that there are a lot of uh, companies and corporations that do not understand Medicare in their human resource department, uh, nor do their employees. So over the years, I've given many, many seminars for these companies and have just answered questions for people um, and, you know, had no intention. Sometimes I don't even need to go into a plan. But now, you know, it's a little bit more rewarding. I'm a little freer on what I can say. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. That that is indeed, it's it's a good feeling, isn't it? Um, Because it's, it's stressful every year if you need to keep up your license with doing the exams and then uh, there's sp- specific requirements if you're in the insurance business that you also have to comply with. So as a, as a consultant uh, and an expert speaker and um, doing presentations or, or, or webinars are things that indeed will give you um, more leeway to talk about the topic in a, uh, in a different uh, way maybe as before. Yes, so I hope we will hear something of this today. So, um, first of all, like I said already, um, Medicare for me uh, is um, lots of letters (laughs) for the different parts. And I have uh, um, a very broad idea of what it all means. But I would like you to explain it a little bit more uh, about... um, what is Medicare? And I believe there is an, 
um, original version and there is something with a newer version. So I don't know if that is even more confusing now. I leave that up to you because I think uh, you know best how to bring that topic. Okay. So first what I'll do is explain the four parts of Medicare, which are A, B, C, and D, as you said, part of the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. So Medicare is a federal law. All laws have parts to them. So these are not called plans. These are called parts of the federal law. Each part has hundreds, if not thousands, of pages of regulation behind them. So I will give you a high overview of what these parts are, and then we'll take it from there. Okay. So the first one would be Part A of Medicare. So Part A covers a person when they're an inpatient in the hospital and when they're in a skilled nursing facility. You also get hospice care with Part A and home health care with Part A. Uh Part A does have a deductible, which is, it's around $1,400. It's almost without, you know, really getting too specific here because it's going to be a high-level overview. But the the deductible is not annual. It it could be any time that you go into the hospital. And a person also has to pay 20% of their hospital bill. And um, basically, a person, you know, has a number of days. It's not an unlimited number of days under Part A of the federal law. Also included in it is going to a skilled nursing facility. So this is a rehabilitation center. It's not long-term care. The purpose of it is to get better so you can go home. Yeah. So you're not well enough, you're not sick enough, rather, to stay in the hospital, but you're not well enough to go home. Mm-hmm. So a skilled nursing facility is the in-between place to go. A person does need to be in, an inpatient in the hospital for three nights in order to have Medicare pay for your skilled nursing facility. Okay. Yeah. So this is sometimes a problem because some people aren't don't meet the three, uh, nice. what's called a three midnight rule. They don't meet it, and then they would have to pay for the skilled nursing. Wow. So it's good when you talk to people to really understand what skilled nursing requires in order to be paid for. Right. So you get 100 days. Uh, in a skilled nursing facility, it doesn't mean that you're going to be there for 100 days. Um, you know, many people aren't. Many people, no. you know, it just depends upon what the situation is with the person. Yeah. And then the last two uh, benefits under Part A are hospice care, which is covered 100% for basically it's covered 100%. And then home health care is also covered 100%. So there are actually four benefits under Medicare Part A. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Think, so Part I B think I got Medicare. that, yes. <laughs> okay, good. So Part B of Medicare covers 
everything when you're not an inpatient in the hospital or you're not spending the night at a skilled facility. You're not in hospice care. It does uh, cover home health care as well, though. So the main part of it is it covers all doctor visits, specialists. Um, it also covers uh, going to a physical therapist. Um, it covers outpatient care. So if you're going to have one-day surgery, it's also known as outpatient care. That's covered under Part B of Medicare. And again, it does cover home health care. Both parts cover that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, benefit under Part B is that it covers what's called durable medical equipment. So ah. examples of that type of equipment are wheelchairs, walkers, oxygen, hospital beds, just things of that nature. And also, under Part B, if a person is brand new to Medicare, they get what is called a welcome to Medicare visit with your primary care doctor. So he may or may not already have your medical records, but you still get this visit for free. And he would give you a number of tests and indicate them so that he can bill Medicare for a free visit for you that you had that welcome to Mm -hmm. Medicare visit. After that, every year a person gets a wellness visit. It's not as comprehensive as a person may have had under their company plan, let's say. But nevertheless, it is a visit with your primary care doctor to see how well you're doing. And, you know, sometimes people don't go to the doctor a lot. So these are two uh, types of visits that a person can get that do not cost any money. Otherwise, under Part D, there is a a small deductible. It's annual. Uh, This year, it's $198 a year. But you still pay 20% of all your uh, medical visits. So for the reasons of Part A's deductible and paying 20% and Part B has a small deductible, but you still have it, and paying 20%. Sorry, I couldn't hear what you said. A person would want to buy other insurance. So that's where the word plans come in. So there are two different types of plans to cover all of these costs. And the names of those plans are a supplement plan and also the word Medigap means exactly the same thing. And uh-huh. the other type of plan is called a Medicare Advantage plan. So we can get okay. more into that in a little bit later. Okay. Uh, part, okay, so now Part uh, C of Medicare, these are... Um, actually the regulations for the Medicare Advantage plans. So there are many of them. But uh, Medicare Advantage plans are plans where you have a a low premium, if maybe no premium, you have a network of doctors and you would use those doctors, maybe similar to the company plan that a person might be on. So there are different types of Medicare Advantage plans. HMO, PPOs, 
POS. There are all different kinds of plans, but the main uh, purpose of the plans is to potentially save a person money. Yeah. And a person would also need to make sure that, of course, the doctor and the hospital that they want to go to are on the Part C plans. Again, they're called Medicare Advantage. And then the last part of the Medicare federal law is Part D. So you can think of it as D stands for drugs. And ah. this is how the prescription drug law works. So it um, has four parts to it. So just generally speaking, the first part may have a deductible. It might not, but most of them do. Uh, so you would pay that first. The second part is where you pay a copay much like you may be used to now. So you pay a copay, and then whatever company you're with for your Part D coverage, they pay the rest of the price of the drug. So when your copay plus the rest of the price of the drug equals, it's around $4,000, then you would be in what is famously known as the donut hole. So in the donut hole, a person pays 25% of the price of their drug. The rest of it is paid by the carrier and other people. And then, uh, generally speaking, a person might pay around $1,800, $2,000 in the donut hole. And if a person does that, they would be in the last uh, stage of the Part D law. And this is called catastrophic, but it means that all your prescriptions are going to be under $10, and that would be for the rest of the year. So this whole scenario of the deductible copays, donut hole, and catastrophic, it all starts again every year on January 1st, no matter when you signed up for the plan during the year. So those are the four parts, Maria. And that was, some, yes. you know, a lot to take in, but those are the four parts of the federal law. Again, they aren't plans, but people do buy plans because they right. don't want to pay 20% the deductibles or anything else that would cost them money. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, that would be my, my next question really is, uh, which are all four mandatory? And um, for which one are you going, are most people going to find their own uh, insurance company that will cover most of the cost? Well, uh, the, the parts are not mandatory, actually. Oh. So okay. um, you can elect to go into them or not, but... Most people do, otherwise they won't have health insurance if they're 65 or over, unless they're working. Yeah. This is the only plan to purchase in that regard, the parts of Medicare plus a plan. Right. So to back up a little bit, when we have, I'm going to refer to the cost, Part A of Medicare we do not have to pay for when we go on it because we've been paying for it in our paychecks all our lives. 
But Part B of Medicare, we do have to pay the federal government to be on Part B. And that's based on a person's income. So there are are five brackets of income. Yeah. So it just depends upon what you're, how much money you make, how much you're going to be paying the federal government. So Mm -hmm. that is what a, a person, if a person says I'm enrolled in Medicare, I usually ask them, are you on Part A and Part B? And Mm -hmm. get the answer. And then the other parts you get through private insurance companies. Okay. So your question is about what is the best plan to get, a supplement or an advantage plan? Okay. May I interrupt you here, Erin? I would love to talk with you about that a little bit more in depth. But um, it's um, time for a break to give our listeners a moment to refresh themselves, get a glass of water or whatever it is they want to do in the break. And we will be back in, uh, after the break in a few minutes. So, and then we continue with our conversation on lots of other questions on how to enroll and how to choose Medicare. Thank you. See you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you been wondering, is this all there is in life? You've been a good worker year after year. You've checked off the boxes and retirement is near. Or maybe you've been forced to take early retirement. These are supposed to be the golden years, yet it feels empty. You feel all alone, questioning your life direction. Or maybe you've experienced a medical scare or find yourself caring for elderly parents or kids who've moved back home. You're unmotivated and passionless, left pondering what you're going to do with the next chapter of your life. You're not alone. You're in the discovery phase. As retirement expert Maria Lukasin says, it's time to step into freedom and fulfillment so that you can live your best years yet. First, you've got to learn to adapt and thrive during uncertain times. Find out how by getting your free next chapter assessment. Just click on the banner at the host page or email Maria at MariaLucasNHQ.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. To reach Maria Lucasen, her guest, or the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send to Maria at marialucasenhq.com. Now, back to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Welcome back, ladies. And if you... And you are listening at the show on one of the podcast channels and you like it, 
please give us then a five-star review so that more people will be able to find us. Also, I love to get your questions and read your comments. So please feel free to email me and I can answer the questions in the next episode. So my email is maria at marialukasenhq.com. So, and if you just turned in to the show today, I'm talking to my guest, Erin Fisher, about Medicare. So let's dive right into this last segment. And we were talking about if Medicare, if the parts are mandatory or not, and which ones um, you go for and, and, and get a different plan. So um, can we uh, talk about that a little bit more? And also, um, how do you sign up for all this here? All right. So, uh, well, let's do the sign up first. It's a little easier. Okay. So a person can sign up for Medicare starting three months before they know they need it. Oh. So it's very easy to apply for parts A and B of Medicare online. We actually do it through the Social Security Department, but there's an online way to do it. It takes like, you know, three minutes to fill out the form. Okay. And it's nothing, it's all information that you'll have in your head. They're not going to ask you, you know, to get any, you know, papers that you have to go to your safety deposit box for your file cabinet. Okay. And then, um, so you can also sign up uh, one day before you know you need it. Because unfortunately, especially in this era, People have lost their jobs the last day of the month. They're eligible for Medicare, and they're, of course, panicky. But you can enroll the last day of the month on Part A and or B, and you can also enroll in a plan the last day of the month. So I've done this many, many times over the years. It's not a problem. So the uh, penalty uh, that may be involved in these parts look like this. If a person is working, they have a health plan, let's say they're 70, they leave their job, they never get a penalty. They have a health plan through their company, they're perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. The penalties come about when you turn 65, you're not working, all of a sudden you're 66 and you say you want to go on Medicare or any age after that then the government calculates a Part B, as in boy, premium for you. So it's 10% of whatever your monthly premium is going to be. They add it on to your monthly premium, and it stays there for the rest of your life. Oh. So that, you know, that can be a hefty amount. Right. The other penalty is involved in the Part D, as in drug, part. So that penalty is very small, but it's 33 cents a month for every month you should have been on a prescription plan, but were not. So you would multiply it out by the number of months, and then, well, you're not going to the government, we'll do it for you, but you can do it, or I can right. do it for you. And right. that's added to your premium for the rest of your life every month. Oh, so that's, okay. So it's 
kind of unusual to get into that situation, but it does yeah. happen. Right. So the main thing is you have, if you don't uh, enroll at 65 and uh, you are still working and you have um, good health care, you're going to be okay until the time that you are quitting your job. Doesn't matter if that is uh, 68 or do you have to wait till 70 then before there is no penalty? No, no, you can be any age after 65, be working and uh, enroll in Medicare. Many people actually, Maria, uh, they uh, calculate how much their company plan is versus how much it would be for them to go on Medicare because a person ah. does not have to keep their company plan. There's no law that says you have to keep your company plan. So ah. many, many times, because the deductibles are so high now on company plans, people are surprised to see how inexpensive compared to that, that Medicare is. There's one other thing to say about when you're working and going on Medicare. And uh, remember, this is a federal law, and there are hundreds, if not thousands of pages of regulations so yeah. here's one that applies to people that are working. If the company has under 20 employees, Medicare is going to pay all your claims first. Now, this is a federal regulation. Okay. So you need to be on Medicare. Otherwise, you're going to pay first. So you'll be paying 80% of your bill, and you'll be paying deductibles. But nobody wants to do that. So over the years, for these companies with under 20 employees, the, the company's health insurance company that's offering all the employees that are 25, you know, they're offering them all a health plan. Yeah. Over the years, they have said in their policies that they're going to not cover Part B claims if a person is eligible for Medicare. Uh -huh. So... You can read it in there, but 99% of the time, the people have to go on Medicare if they're uh, under 20 employees. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see what that means. So if you are working for a smaller company that doesn't have more as 20 employees, then you will have to enroll in the Medicare Part B in order to be able to get um, your expenses covered for um, Part B was all your right. doctor's visits and therapist visits, that kind of things. Yes. So, um, yeah, because uh, sometimes it, it uh, is frightening to read words like penalty or if you don't sign up for something, uh, that it's scary, you know. So I, I rather find out before... Uh, I have to enroll what that all means for me so I can make a really educated decision on that. Um, so if I lose my company's health plan, um, I can enroll really anytime in Medicare and there is no penalty. That's correct. Yeah. So... Um, Okay, that, that is good to know because uh, you never know when you want to uh, or can't stop working. Uh, some, 
women might want to work indeed until they are 70 and some might uh, stop sooner. So if you are 65 and, and over and you, um, you are laid off from work, uh, would you suggest that those women take COBRA for their health insurance? So uh, COBRA is a federal law as well, and it also yeah. has many uh, regulations. So uh, if a person is eligible for Medicare, so that means they're, if they, for all intents and purposes, they're 65, they met all these requirements, um, and they're eligible for Medicare, they have to go on Medicare. It's going to be much ah. less expensive for them to begin with. Right. If you don't go on Medicare, because this is where a lot of the human resource departments do not know the rules, the regulations, um, you, you, number one, you could be penalized for when you do go on it. But number two, you're going to be paying all of your claims first. Because under COBRA, if you're eligible for Medicare, you're going to pay the claims first if you're not on Medicare, just like the under 20 employee rule. Right. So if you turn 65 while you're on COBRA, that's fine. You can sign right. up for Medicare. Yeah. So COBRA does mean that you're paying the full premium for your health plan that your company offered. Right. So it can be very, very expensive. Yeah, And also, I know. you have the same plan. You have the same deductible co-pays and benefits. So when we talk to people on COBRA, we go through all the financial aspects and whether they're 65 or if they're going to turn 65 while they're yeah. on COBRA. Right. Yes. Yeah. No. And, and that is completely logical in a way um, that if you are 50, 65 and you, you are terminated at work or for whatever reason, that you are stopping working and, and not taking the health insurance anymore from your company, that COBRA is not a good thing to do. Uh, COBRA is indeed very expensive. And uh, as you mentioned already, um, there are better options out there. So um, when we talk about, say, Medicare, every, uh, over 65 and you have Medicare, and that is your option to go. First of all, when I want to uh, see my doctor, um, is Medicare accepted everywhere or is it only specific um, doctors? Do I have to find out? How does that work? So um, the doctors do have to accept Medicare. All hospitals accept what is called the A and B of Medicare. All hospitals do. So um, every doctor does not have to accept Medicare. Many do. But, yes, w you know, the, either the person finds out if the doctor accepts Medicare or that's something that I used to do. Yeah. And uh, many agents would do that for them. Okay. So that is very, very important, actually. Yes. Yes especially the hospital issue, because some, when you have Medicare plus a supplement plan, 
then you can see any doctor in the country that accepts Medicare and all hospitals accept Medicare. If you have Medicare plus that Medicare Advantage plan I mentioned, you would see the doctors under the Medicare Advantage plan in those hospitals. It doesn't mean that they're limited, but they are limited compared to having Medicare in a supplement. Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. Uh, it's actually when you have your normal insurance too, there are PPO and HMO and, and that kind of things. And there are differences there too with who will, where you can go, which doctors accept what. So that's always something that you need to find out. And I hear that that is still the same even for Medicare and it depends on um, A and B, but not um, more really on uh, part C and D uh, where you need to need to go and uh, who will uh, pay for the, the coverage that you are getting for the treatment. So uh, did I, I say that correctly here? Is, is my understanding here uh, right? It, it, about yeah, you said it more or less correctly, yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, in, in my free flow of words. Yes, I think I got that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Do when when you are so you you if you have a doctor and you need to go to a specialist, do you need referrals and all that kind of things? Is that all still the same, or how does that work? You would only need a referral if a person was on a Medicare Advantage plan, and that plan required referrals. That's the only time under that plan, the, the Medicare Advantage plan. When okay, you have Medicare so, and a supplement, there are no referrals. Okay, okay. That, yeah. That's good to know that that doesn't apply here anymore. Um, yes. So uh, you mentioned already a few things that Medicare takes care of, uh, like the free welcome exam that you get. Are there any other services, free preventive services that Medicare offers that you could uh, uh, tell us about so we know um, what we should take advantage of? Well, uh, Medicare covers everything that uh, a group health plan would cover because the benefits under group health plan are taken from the Medicare federal law. It's okay. just, um, you might not, oh, do you remember I said that the skilled nursing facility, a person under Medicare is covered for 100 days? So yes. a group plan will have that benefit, but maybe they only get 40 days. Ah, Medicare also okay. does a lot of, uh, you know, not that I want anybody to have this, but they, have, they do a lot of experimental surgeries. Like if this is the last resort then and, you know, all the medical information is in by the doctors, they do experimental surgeries, and um, that, that would not be covered under a company plan, as, as far as I know. I never have heard that that would happen. But um, let, the thing that, let's just go with the things that Medicare doesn't cover because, all else being equal, almost everything is covered. Well, not, okay. well, not, we can't get a facelift, though. That's not covered. <laughs> uh-huh. 
I wish that that was possible. I would go for it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> kidding. None of the injections are covered unless you have a migraine. <laughs> okay. All right. So then um, glasses aren't covered under Medicare. Yeah. So, but a lot of the plans that I talked about have glass coverage to buy eyeglasses okay. at a discount. Okay. A routine eye exam. That means an eye exam for distance and reading. That's yeah. not covered under Medicare. So you can usually get that when you buy a plan. Okay. But I do want to say that every medical condition like cataracts, those are all covered under Medicare. It's just the routine eye exam that is not. Wow. And also um, hearing aids aren't covered under Medicare. And dental is not covered under Medicare. Again, oh. when you look into the plan, some of these plans have coverage for that. Right. Yeah. So, so that, that's so. good to know. So, when you look at the plans, you will be able to. Uh, you you need to focus on those three or four areas what you just mentioned, like your hearing, your vision. And your dental, that, that is included in the plan that you're taking. Yes. Um, right. And if it. it's not, there are plenty of ways to get those benefits that I help people with. Or any okay. agent would be able to help a person with that. Right. Yes. So um, what can you suggest if, say, for example, uh, a specific prescription drug that somebody needs is not on the plan. What should I do? So um, every prescription is not on every plan, um, but it's usually brand name drugs. That's the issue. Yeah. And you could also have a prescription. You, your neighbor could have a prescription plan and you could have a different one. You have the same prescription and the copay is different. There's oh. going to be about 1,700 plans around the country next year. Oh, my God. Every plan, um, I think, let's say one of the smallest states has about 40. So if you're in a bigger state, you're going to have, like Texas, you'll have double that. So there, right. there are a lot of plans. And um, any good agent would run them through a computer system to see what is the best plan for a person. Because we would get their prescriptions and run them through. It analyzes all the carriers in the state that we're dealing with. And it comes up with the, the first plan is the least expensive plan. And then it goes on from there. So the plan, I'm going to answer your question in a second. But the plans all have a premium. They yeah. all have copay. Mm -hmm. um, the drugs, many, just like a company plan, the drugs can be on Tier one, it's usually generic. Tier two is usually a more expensive generic. Three and four are usually brand name drugs. And then yeah. uh, usually there's a tier five, and those are very, very expensive um, injectable drugs. But uh, maybe for people that have MS, let's say, they have a very expensive yeah. injectable yeah, exactly. drug, although there are some other pills for them. So if the drug is not on the formulary, a person can, well, the person or the doctor 
his office can call the carrier to say why that person needs that drug versus a drug that's just like it that's on the plan. Right. So sometimes the doctor wants them to have the brand name drug and not the generic, and the brand name's not on the formulary. So that's an instance where a person could do that. Okay. And there are also different different companies that have great discounts on drugs that people do not need a health plan. One of them is called GoodRx. It's really fabulous. I use it myself. Okay. So the reason that I use it is because my prescription under is a ten dollar copay under my plan. Under Good yeah. RX, it's five dollars. So I use Good RX. I don't even use my plan to get it, but in, it's yeah. the only prescription I take. But in case I need something, I want to be covered, so I have a prescription plan. Right. Right. Exactly. Yes. Oh, yes. so yes, there's a lot of things that you need to consider when uh, you want to uh, be ready for 2021 Medicare for anybody that was listening and has already a plan. And for me, who's just starting off on this new adventure, mm-hmm. um, it uh, is quite a lot of different things. And I don't know if in other countries in the world, if it's as complicated as here, I don't know. Um, but uh, yes, probably what we talked about, uh, of course, is specific for uh, the United States. So, Aaron, um, time flies by when you're talking, and we are already at the end of the show. So, oh. um, yes, I, I, I didn't look at the time either. So, do you have a final message uh, for our listeners and how they can get in touch with you if they have questions or want you to help them? Sure. So if you're on Medicare and you need help to know if you're on the right plan, we're, we are in the annual enrollment period. It ends on December 7th, and then your new plan is effective January 1st. And as I mentioned to Maria during one of the breaks, usually I talk to people three months before they know they need a plan so that we can get all the ducks in a row, so to speak. So the best thing to do is to email me. Um, You know, when we talk, you'll have my phone number. But because it's so busy now, it's just faster for us to respond in email. So my email is Erin, it's E-R-I-N, at Medicare dot consulting. So because I am a consultant, I do charge a hundred dollar fee to help people. Okay. okay. Otherwise, yeah, you know, when you when you go to an agent, which a person can, they don't have to come to me, but if you go to a Medicare agent, yeah. you want one with a lot of uh, plans in his briefcase, exactly. they do not charge you. Right. They get paid by okay. the carrier. Exactly. So it's good to know that in advance. Okay, Aaron, thank you for being on this call today. I learned a lot and I will definitely get back in touch with you next year. But it's my time to enroll or to think on how to do that. I want to wrap up this uh, radio show today with giving a quote. And the quote is going like this. 
I hate it when my body decides to get sick. I gave you a vegetable last week. How dare you? So, yes, um, you can do a lot of things to stay healthy, but sometimes you don't know where you catch something or what happens because it doesn't have to be just the flu. You can trip over something and then um, you might need different medical care. Thank you all the listeners for being on the show. I wish you all a great weekend and a new week. And I'll talk to you again next week on Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Take care. God bless. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.